0: In this week's episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast, we do a comic book deep dive into the comic book series Photon, featuring none other than Monica Rambeau, one of our favorite Marvel superheroines. The book is penned by author Eve L. Ewing and illustrated by Luca Maresca and even Fiorelli, as well as colored by Carlos Lopez and lettered by Clayton Cowles. So sit back, relax, and if you happen to have that comic book on hand, grab the book, flip through those pages, and enjoy this episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast as we do a dive into Photon, issue number one, all about Monica Rambo. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and I am your host along with Ryan. And we're very excited to bring to you into this new year an episode that is dedicated to a comic book. You know, we have talked about comics on the Black Girl Nerds podcast before, but it's been quite some time since we've had conversations around comics, so I'm very excited to bring to you in 2023 this new comic that is out solely dedicated to one of our favorite superheroines, none other than Monica Rambeau, who goes by many, many names. And in this particular comic run, she goes under the name Photon. And we're going to talk about her many names and more in this episode. But Ryan, first of all, thanks for joining me on this show. I'm so excited to do a comic book deep dive with you.
1: Thanks for having me. Happy New Year. Hopefully everybody's New Year is going
0: well. Uh, Happy New Year to you as well. Did you you have a good New Year? Did you ring in the new year with family and friends and
1: have a great time I did and ate way too much you guys like I didn't even do the new year's resolution of like weight loss and stuff because guys I ate weight it was it was I don't know what was going on with me where I was like I gotta eat this sweets and I gotta have this and it, it was a lot going on but I'm trying to get it together the new year how, how was yours
0: it was good. You know, I th- the new year resolution thing, I just don't do them anymore. I've <laughs> reached a point in my life where I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to set myself up for failure. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> not going to do it. But I I relaxed at home. I didn't go out and do all of the the crazy things that I used to do when I was younger. But I had a good time and um this year is just focusing on You know, building and grinding, and um, also just focusing on self care because that's also the most important thing when you're going on this journey called life. So
1: right, I hear that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of self care. You guys take care of yourself going into this new year. It's it's fast paced. Like me and Jamie were talking. It always feels like so fast. We're like almost through. Like halfway through January, it feels like it just goes so quick. It Um, goes
0: so quick. I know. I'm like, it's already like as of today we're recording on a saturday but it's already the end of the first week of january i'm like what in the world
1: (laughs) where is time going this is crazy but look we we wanted to stop a little bit like jamie said take a breath um it's black girl Nerd. so you know what we got to do we got to talk about this first run of monica rambo as jamie stated photon this is issue one we are so excited. Anytime you have, you know, a beautiful black woman, powerful black woman on the cover of a comic, this is her solo run. You got to talk about it, right? Like you got to you got to make some noise about it, make sure people are aware, go out and get the issues. So I'm going to start with just a little brief breakdown and then I'll let Jamie take over as well, because I know Jamie is a big fan. She also you guys know for Black Girl Nerds back in the day, used to break down all the fabulous uh, black women superheroes. So um, I know I picked the uh, right person to kind of break down and do this episode with. So. So let's start out with Monica Rambeau just at the very beginning. She started as a lieutenant in the New Orleans uh, Harbor uh, Patrol and she meets a professor, right? Andre LeClaire. And he mentions that he served in World War II with her grandfather, you know, kind of pulling her and in, in everything. And then um, uh, he figures out that I guess he's trying to figure out a way to like draw energy from different dimensions. You know, kind of giving you guys like a little brief uh, summary of of her intro here. and you know, she's curious. She wants to know more. She you know, she's a patrolman. so she's like, okay, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna do some digging and I'm gonna figure out about these experiments. And she fi- she meets uh Dr. Felipe Picaro, and you guys bless me for these names, you know me and names. hopefully, I'm saying everybody's name, right? And you know, of course, he you know it's always got to be that person, right? He figures out about these experiments, you know, wanting to go to these other dimensions. And he starts using them to build weapons in these oil rigs. So, you know, Monica, she's not going to have that. You know how it goes down, right? You know, this is how all the superheroes get started. So she's going, she's going to the facility, trying to, you know, figure it out. And I think she ends up smashing the machine. And then she's transformed, it hits her, right? And she's transformed to like pure energy is where the photon where a lot of her energy kind of started where her story begins. And Jamie, I kind of toss it over to you a little bit because I know you've done a lot of uh, research on Monica Rambo about her background and everything. If you want to kind of fill us in a little bit more about her origin story.
0: Yeah. So uh, just to dial it back a little bit, we're, doing a deep dive on the very first issue of photon monica rambeau and i want to give credit to the team behind this comic it's written by eve l ewing Mm -hmm. friend of black girl nerds i believe she follows us on twitter and has for quite some time um and also the artist behind the comic is luca mara maresca and also forgive me for butchering names because i'm notorious for that um and even fiorelli uh, the color artist is carlos lopez and letterer is clayton cowles so just want to give them their flowers and you know all credit and respect on the folks that are behind that um Mm. so yeah you know Monica Rambeau has a long storied history. Her very first appearance was in the Amazing Spider-Man issue number sixteen. She was Captain Marvel. She's actually the second Captain Marvel. There's very, uh, there's a number of Captain Marvels, which many of us know throughout mm-hmm. history. There's the Captain Marvel. Um, this guy this white dude that you know he had a very short run and then the second Captain Marvel was Man- Monica Rambeau and then our current Captain Marvel is Carol Danvers who we know that's currently in the Marvel Cinematic Universe played by Brie Larson so various Captain Marvels throughout history Um, and then Monica Rambeau also was an Avenger and was the leader of the Avengers. So kind of a big deal, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) kind of a big deal. Um, And she also goes by many different names. So she went by Captain Marvel at one point, she went by Photon, Mm -hmm. uh, which is what, is her title in this book that we're going to be talking about on this episode she also went by the name of pulsar um when she was with the thunderbolts and then also under spectrum with mighty avengers so she she has different names um which is really really cool um so yeah she's she's been around for a minute she's been around since 1982
1: yeah yeah she's she's been pushing it and i finally gave her a solo run which i'm so excited yeah, yeah, and this is yeah. Uh, you're right. I think this is her very first
0: solo run because she's been with other groups such as the Avengers, Thunderbolts, Mighty Avengers, um, the Ultimates. So yeah, this is her first like okay, her solo deal, which is great because it's like hello,
1: you know, all of the other
0: <laughs> all the other Avengers have had their solo runs. Where where's Monica's? Oh. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, this is cool. So a little bit more about her powers. Uh, Jamie kind of touched on it a little bit, um, her different aliases, but um, her powers. uh, Also, I want to throw in a couple of her aliases here. Spectre and Lady of Light, you might also uh, see as you make your way through, um, you know, different comics. And like Jamie said, she's a part of Avengers. So maybe you saw a couple of those names come up as well. But her powers, basically, she can transform into a variety of different energies. If you want to think about it like that, X rays, gamma energy, comic rays, radio waves. You know, she's a big ball of energy, which we love to see that for a black woman, right? So she could do all kind of little things where she can project beams of energy. She could create holograms. She could be invisible. She moves faster than light. Like how many of us would want to get one place just like that, like the snap of your fingers, just transform somewhere. And she can phase through like solid structures and water. It's so cool. It's so cool to be able to do that kind of stuff. Um, And, you know, like I said, and it's just the image that this is going to present for, you know, Black women, little girls to see somebody this powerful, because what's more powerful than the way you can transmit your energy, right? And to be able to transform these different particles the way she does, um, it's just so cool to see and so amazing, like Jamie McMillan, the colorist, and just the way the story is is brought to light in a new way for everybody to kind of take it in if you're not that familiar with Monica Rambo, So, yeah. Um, Jamie, you want to add anything about her powers?
0: I mean, first of all, her powers are absolutely amazing. She is able to, like, phase and show up in places which you get to see in the comics she just like randomly shows up <laughs> in <laughs> spots like all of a sudden where you're like whoa um so and 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 she's it, she's kind of hard to i mean to put it bluntly she's kind of hard to kill like she she really does have these um Oh, gosh, what is the? I'm trying to remember what the term is. It's been so long since I've talked about comic books, so please forgive me. I gotta, I gotta dust off the comic side of my brain. <laughs> um, but uh, what is it? Um, Alpha. She's she's kind of like alpha level as far as like her powers. Oh, yeah, 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 um,
1: yeah, absolutely,
0: yeah, yeah. Because she's 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 up there in terms of the level of strength when it mm-hmm. comes to her. To her powers so she she's up there like she could definitely she could take on a thanos type of type of character right. yeah I she could that. take them on yeah
1: anybody that could take thanos out i'm here for it like just you know just put it on the list so i'm excited <laughs> i'm yeah. excited about that can you imagine that issue when if that comes up that'd be cool anyway for real. we're talking about this issue uh issue one <laughs> uh about a carambo photon um like jamie said right the award-winning author eve ewing She is, um, one of my favorite things she's done is Ironheart meant to fly. That was one of my favorite. But yeah, she is putting her stamp on this, did a fantastic job. Um, Jamie mentioned the artist to you. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I just, when you just look at it, just looking at it, it's just visually stunning. And there's so many variant covers. You guys can go out and get out and check. I haven't been to a comic book store in forever and I decided to go for this because I just thought it was so historic so uh, monumental for her to finally have her solo run after all these years, as Jamie told you. And there's just so many of her flying through the sky. It's just like, you know, so many different close up of her face, like just so many neat versions of this they put out. Um, and, you know, and just the way the the color pops out, the way her outfit look, you know, it's not sometimes they can make the female superheroes too revealing. You know, a lot of they did that back in the day. They're kind of reshaping it coming forward. So it, it makes her look very empowering and in charge. You know, I like the way they have, like, the bun on the top of her head or hairdo, you know, (laughs) where it's like, right, like, it's not, you know, it looks very functional, but it's cute, you know, and it's not presenting, you know, Black women in this other light like you think we should be or we don't have these different layers. So I I love the way they did these variant covers. Go ahead, Jamie.
0: I was just going to say, like, even looking back at Captain uh, Marvel, a.k.a. Monica Rambeau from back in the day, Mm -hmm. she's always worn her hair natural. Um, and I always, I mean, sort of in the 90s, they gave her a relaxer. But even in the early <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> even like I think in some of the Ultimate issues they decided to relax her hair, but even in the early days she had a natural going on and I always appreciated that. And then I think even in some of the later issues in the early 2000s they had her wearing locks, which I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, like they always I say they I, I I I don't know all of the artists that have written or that have um illustrated her throughout the years but some of these artists really took the time to make sure that um black women's hair throughout the years during those during those decades was relevant to the hairstyles that were worn during that time uh to to monica's hairstyle so i i like this hairstyle that we see in photon issue one i mean it's you know it's it's very simple. It's tied up in a bun and it's in braids. um but yeah, and you know, um i I'm just glad it's not relaxed because I don't I don't see many women wearing their and I'm not judging, please do not cancel me for right
1: right okay <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
0: for saying but I'm just saying that you don't see a lot of um right, relaxed yeah. hair right now. Mm-hmm, most mm-hmm. most women these days are, you know, either wearing their hair in braids or, you know. Even if they're wearing their hair in extensions, they have it in braided extensions. So that that's all I'm saying. So anyway. Yeah,
1: and it's a lot more, I feel like it's a lot more functional too, right? Like if you think about it, right. it's more relaxed. Like, like if you start sweating and stuff, like edges and everything, it's a lot more, it's, it's a lot more, it's easier to have like the braids, the locks. You know, if you just have it natural, it just curls up very quickly for you. So I like that, you know, they're taking that, you know, shout out to Eve. I'm sure she probably had to take in this, the artist, Luca, Ivan, you know, thinking about like, I feel like you gotta be functional with these hairstyles.
0: Exactly, exactly. You gotta be functional, especially with the, you know, she's flying around and she got a lot of, beach. <laughs> you know, she gotta make that hairstyle work for her. So anyway.
1: <laughs> you can't have her edges <laughs> and everything beating up, you know, as she's going through the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, so, okay, so this right now, you know, you could kind of be a little fluid with how these comic books come out, how they fit into the stories when you're talking about like the TVs and film of Marvel, but in doing my research, this is supposed to take place ahead of her meeting back up with Carol Danvers, you know, in the, they have this upcoming Captain Marvel sequel, the Marvels. So, you know, hope this is supposed to take some place in that kind of realm right there where she's kind of building, you know, Monica Rambo is building herself as Photon, kind of stretching her powers, you know, she took off in, um, WandaVision. So, you know, we all loved her in that. They brought up, you know, they kind of brought her back up in that series. So I think this is kind of sparking people's interest again, which I love, you know, Monica Rambeau and kind of giving this new life to the character, which is really cool because we all were like WandaVision fans. So it's it's kind of cool to see the stuff that's coming out of that series. But all right, so let's get down into the first issue. You know, if you kind of want to read it and pause up, pause us and come back, but we're going to kind of try to break it down, you know, page by page, you know, sort of speak as we kind of go here. So we start out with, the opening here we have photon flying across the ocean using her you basically using the ocean as like a battery because she can kind of pull the energy out of most things right so we kind of see her gliding over this amazing shot of her kind of coming through the ocean in the water and she's talking about she had this fear right before of water of that and it's kind of this idea of having to embrace you know what she is now You know, she's still Monica Rambeau, but there's this other side of her, this other photon side, this other energy, this power that she doesn't really quite understand. And, you know, and how does, you know, it's kind of helping her in a sense, conquering her fear. And I think that's uh, an important element of just, you know, being sometimes you just push out of your comfort zone in these random ways. So it's kind of cool to see her kind of open up talking about her fear and that glide across the water. Just, you're not gonna be able to touch that. That's ultimate when you get to see a superhero, do something cool like that. I don't remember that since like X-Men with Jean Grey, you know, like some cool, just action numbers like that. So that was kind of cool to to open that up with that. But she's back in New York. She's greeted, you know, by some fans. As Jamie said, she used to be the leader of the Avengers, Captain Marvel, because the lady comes out with her, I think it's her husband or maybe like her. She has somebody with her trying to take pictures or whatever. And they're like, oh, you're Captain Marvel. You're Captain Marvel. She's like, mm, I just go by full time now. You know, she's trying to say it nicely because they're trying to, you know, they're, the woman is fangirling and trying to take pictures and everything. And Monica just want to sit there and eat her, you know, bacon and bacon, egg and cheese. You know, she's just trying to chill, but she got these fans coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> and I think that's cool. Jamie, what did you think about the intro and everything? Um,
0: I love the fact that she's a fan of bacon, egg and cheese because I am too, um, <laughs> she missed the ketchup but other than that i love the fact that she likes her <laughs> bacon egg and cheese at the bodega cuz no cuz back in the day when i used to live in new york i used to order a bacon egg and cheese sandwich every morning on my way to work um but i would always ask for some packs of ketchup with my sandwich so um i just Ooh. love that you know she gets kind of recognized on the street and uh i i just kind of like the fact that um you know she doesn't even she's very humble in this moment because she doesn't go by the name Captain Marvel. She goes by photon and the old woman that recognize her is like, yeah, but I'm gonna call you Captain Marvel. Uh-huh. And it kind of reminded me of that scene in coming to America where he's like, <laughs> his mama call him clay. I'm gonna call him clay. <laughs> oh, so,
1: yeah, yo, that, yo.
0: that was, that was just a really cool moment where, you know, cause it, I, th- that would be me too it's like I'm gonna call you Captain Marvel because that's yeah, what exactly. I know you yeah, as yeah. I'm not gonna call you some like second tier you know alternative alias like you're Captain Marvel to me so yeah mm-hmm. th- that was a cool scene
1: and then we also within this scene you know her getting recognized and her kind of walking that she is she so what we love you know about Monica Rambeau is she's never that showy person right She's always kind of, she has this extreme power about her, but she's like, you know, okay, I'll take a little picture with you. You know, as Jamie said, you know, I'm Photon now, even though people know it's Captain Marvel. And we see her kind of have this flashback, you know, when she's addressing the issue of not being referred to as Captain Marvel or some of that kind of fear, you know, she's still kind of lingering on as she gets into, you know, this new age, so to speak, of being Photon because they refer to um Avengers issue 293. And they talk about this huge battle, you know, where you see her laying in a hospital bed, you know, losing her powers. Something happened with her powers. Something would happen with the team and this huge battle that they had to face the Avengers. So she's kind of reflecting on, you know, why that kind of past that she kind of stepped away from or she's trying to step away from. Because we don't know where it's going to go with the issues. But right now she's trying to step away from that big battle she had. Being a part of the Avengers, she's trying to carve out her own path, so to speak. So. This will right. be interesting to, to to see where this goes. And Jamie, did you have anything to add for I for continue? No, no, that's that.
0: You pretty much summed it up pretty well right there.
1: And then, okay, so now we're going to hop and see some of our, you know, favorite people. I, I like them now more because of, of the movies and, you know, the She-Hulk of it all and everything. But we're talking about Dr. Strange and Wong. So we're talking to the Sanctum Sanctorium. Say that three times fast is where we're hopping to. And they have this meeting now with Monica, with Monica Rambeau, I'm gonna go with that. I feel like I'm gonna hop in between her names right now because she has a lot. But you really want to say Captain Marvel like all the time. But we're, we're we're just we're playing cool for this for this issue. But they're playing a game of chess, and Monica shows up, and they're thinking they're like, oh, thank you for returning the stone. I think a stone of Hala, and um, basically this stone has the power to open doorways between realities. So you know you got Wong saying, thank you for bringing it back. It's no telling whose hands this kid get into, and you get this jokey sort of thing where Doctor Strange. And just trying to tell Monica, ask Monica Rambo if she wants to have a snack. You know, they're kind of, you know, derailing. They're just trying to chat it up with her a little bit, having a little fun with the game. And then all of a sudden, you know, in the mix of them, you know, trying to move on to what they want to do next, or, or you know, Monica interrupting somebody, all of a sudden tries to get the stone. And you're like, okay, what's going on right now? Because we're all of a sudden thrust into this action sequence you know of Monica have Monica Rambo or Photon I should say Photon now trying to get this this stone back this weapon back and we don't know like she kind of addresses him as this bendy hinge person it's what she's is what she calls this this villain coming out of nowhere trying to grab this and then we also so you see a lot of those battle scenes on the outside we see Spider-Man show up and their dynamic is interesting because she's saying you know what it's kind of a thing where it's like why are you here because it's like he's on oh, him but he's not but I just think their they're, they're dynamic of like, who's gonna be the team leader and who's gonna you know take the lead on how we should stop this new villain that's in the mix and what's going on here. And you see these these super punches from Photon She's winding it up. You get to see the blazes of the, the flames and everything on the page. And I'm gonna pause because I know Jamie has something to say about this new villain that we don't quite know her name yet that is appearing and to, to get this um, stone.
0: Yeah, so I just noticed that Spider-Man was a little sassy in this mm-hmm. issue. I-, I was just like, okay, Peter, um, where where did this sassiness come from? Because <laughs> the the line that he was telling her, he was like, No offense, but I don't think I really signed up to take direction from you. I was like, um, excuse me. So <laughs> that 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 line kind of turned me off from, from Spider Man. So um, I don't know, that just seemed a little out of character for Peter Parker.
1: Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: uh so that that was just a moment where i just had to like take a pause from the comic and just like <laughs> sip my water and go did he really just um talk out the side of his neck to monica like that um this and then she, awful, yeah yeah i was like um i didn't sign up to take direction from you i like excuse me and then she just said sorry i was like mm, monica i don't think you should be saying sorry like that but I mean, they do have a long history together. She did make her first appearance in his comic book. So yeah. as a matter of fact, if I can recall correctly, again, I have to dust off the comic side of my brain. I think he saved her. I think she was involved in some sort of um, altercation and he saved her. So, um, you know, they they do have a very long history. Um, so maybe, you know he can he can afford to kind of throw a little shade in her direction every once in a while. but I don't know. I, I was I was looking at him a little different at this moment. <laughs> um, but also just props to the um illustration team mm-hmm. in this in in these two panels during this moment. like if for those of you that have the comic, if you're following along with us during this breakdown, this is these are some beautiful panels right here. They I just are, yeah. I absolutely love it and I I just think that, you know, if this was an animated show, it would just be absolutely gorgeous to see it on yeah. the screen. Uh so I I I thought it was great and and seeing the interaction between her and um it was actually quite comical going back to the pages between her and Doctor Strange. And Wong, I, it it was just <laughs> it it was just sort of comical between uh, the three of them. I was like, okay, you guys should do your own little show, and I I would love to see Monica like pop up in the multiverse. Like I'm like, okay, Ooh, you yeah, know, like that'd be cool. Let let let's bring Monica into the multiverse so we can we can see how these three would engage because they look like they have really great chemistry. They certainly have great chemistry. Um, at least reading this these panels in this comic book. So yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, it would be cool. Yeah. And their illustration has done well too. you see, seeing Wong kind of pull back. You get to see his energy a little bit, trying to pull the the stone back before it's snatched away. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully you guys are looking, like Jamie said, looking at these panels as we're going through and, and, and kind of breaking it down here. And you know, whatever this villain is, looks larger than life, right? Popping out of these pages. It's got the blue metallic with the red on it. Mm -hmm. the sun kind of popping off of it go ahead
0: jamie yeah and when and just to explain myself like when i say it was funny like because i had mentioned earlier how monica just pops out of nowhere um (laughs) dr strange says you couldn't have knocked and then she was like well that's no fun so you know like those little moments it and that's so typical of marvel and you Mm -hmm. know prop props to eve ewing for sort of capturing that in her writing it's like that that's exactly what i would expect to see out of a marvel moment and even seeing like benedict cumberbatch having that kind of conversation with tiana paris i i I would just love to see them to engage in that way on the big screen in a marvel movie i'm I'm speaking it into existence
1: i want to see benedict and tiana together in a marvel movie let's make it happen okay yes announce it right now and announce- yeah but and i'm glad you brought shout out to tiana Pierce. she is killing this character because oh, you know yeah. so many people that would not you know think about monica rambo again or realize or go back to the comics i know she got my attention just go back you know jamie was old school with it but i'll admit i was new school on getting uh, you know catching up on the monica rambo train and she was the one for me she caught my attention and i was like i gotta know some more about this character I got to go back and read and really? I gotta, I didn't know that yeah. I, I introduced I, caught, you to yeah. her yeah I you did. did because I it caught my attention because you know and anytime you see you know just like a, a this kind of character a black female doing a thing you like oh well let me know more I want to know like tell me some more about this and so and I knew you know like I said Jamie had the knowledge early on and she was dropping some dimes here and there and facts and I was like, oh. yeah, gonna, in, in, in Well, out. one of the things oh. that I really
0: one of the things that I really loved that always stuck out to me when I was doing my deep dive on Monica Rambeau is um about her origin stories, the fact that mm. she actually had like a loving family. And comic book characters always have these like really tragic yep. stories, like you mm. hear about Batman, you know, you hear about Spider-Man, and it's always gotta deal with. You know, an orphan or some sort of tragic loss—the loss of yep. an uncle—and and it's like, no, Monica had has two loving parents. Even as an adult, she was still living with her parents, and I'm just like, that's the kind of unique and refreshing story. I, and the fact that you know, here she's a black woman with a black, you know, black parents. And that's just something that's rare in and of itself, you know, because you just always hear the same recycled tired story of the the black absentee dad and all of this stuff. So that I always just found that to be unique and fascinating and refreshing. And, and that always attracted me to Monica Rambeau is the fact that she just had a healthy environment growing up. And it didn't have to, she didn't, she wasn't this tragic heroine. Right. You know? Absolutely. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, shout out to, yeah, I love that. Just having both our parents and, and we're going to touch on that too. When we, when we get to that part of the comic, but yeah, such a, such a lovely story. Well put together too, right? You want to see the black women, these, with these layers. It always have to be a tragic story. You know, when it comes to introducing some of these characters. And I love how Monica Ramble is presented, you know, in the strong, she still asks for help when she needs to or realizes that at some point she has to ask for help, which is very important, you know, so it's, it's, it's very, it's such a unique story. So as we can continue here, as you continue to flip through the panels, we finally get to the part where, of course, Spider-Man talking about that junk didn't really do that much when it came to taking down this, this villain, because, you know, Photon had to put in the work and finally put the villain down. And we see uh Wong come in the in the picture. And this is where we find out who this person is. Like is this person that just comes out of nowhere and you know is going after the stone. And we figure out it is um Dr. Yasena Rosario. She is this brilliant scientist who basically, to, to cut the short short short, thinks that Monica is gonna destroy the universe. You know how you always have with, with the heroes, you always had that one person coming out of woodwork. And you don't get all the details yet. And they're like, "Okay, I got to stop you now because you're going to destroy something. They don't have any, you know, they're not going to tell you the plan. You don't know what's going on. You just know she's trying to get after Monica, um, Monica Rambo after Photon because she thinks she's going to do something to the universe. So that's, you know, that's the kind of hint we get so far. But at least Long is able to, you know, work his magic, lock up the stone. So the villain doesn't get away with the stone. This doctor doesn't have the stone. So we kind of have you know, some kind of rap to the story, but there's still that mystery of what did this woman know? Like what does she want? So we kind of get that carried on until as we continue to go on with the issues. Demi, you want to add anything about um Dr. Yocina Rosario here? Um I just I don't know
0: much about her character, but I just found it fascinating, just this this moment. It was sort of like a nice uh gotcha moment where you're like, oh, okay. This is a a very climactic scene that we're uh experiencing here and she's like monica rambeau is going to destroy <laughs> the universe
1: <laughs> yeah I like so the little speech know. bubble is all big and everything and, yeah you know, like her face with the hair yeah. going back it's crazy yeah yeah so so yeah she she was a in this moment spider-man kind of just peering over like he was doing something when his mm-hmm. hand on his head and everything so yeah that dude is a trip so we'll see we'll see how he pans out in the rest of the episodes you know somebody thinks they save you and they just think they could just go ahead and say whatever right so we go we go see what his what, what goes down with him but we'll exactly get this, right yeah so we get this like what you know jamie already told us you guys so monica the photon could be one place and then you snap your finger she's another place so we open up i believe this is her apartment or house that we open up to in the next panels and um you you kind of see her, you know, kind of chilling on the couch, trying to relax a little bit. You know, she just saved the day and she gets a phone call. And I always look I love this part of the story that I found so interesting, but she's on she ends up being on the phone with her phone, her cousin Caleb. And apparently he has some boyfriend drama. He might have some drinking issues you know, he's just going through it. And she's trying to, you know, discuss life with him, trying to help him out. Because, you know, as we continue to work our way through this panel, we figure out that Monica gives her a lot of herself to other people. You know, she loves right. helping and sometimes she gives a lot and doesn't really keep a lot for herself. So this seems like it's a, a cousin that might be a problem for her that she's always trying to bail out of, of different situations and everything. And And we see her grab a, you know, glass of wine between her. See her digging around in the refrigerator, you know, just listening to him vamp about all his issues. As you know, she's trying to tell him about herself, and he's like, "I didn't ask you to come and save the day." You know, just talking all this junk and everything. And she's trying to, you know, see what she can do to help. And it's just one of those lose lose situations. It feels like. Jamie, you want to talk anything? You want to add anything about Caleb?
0: Um I think that first of all I I love the fact that um you know these comics are just being very uh inclusive of all different types of relationships and mm-hmm. and that is so cool to see that. Um and also the fact that they're showing Monica in this light where She's just like us. Like, even though she's this superhero larger than life, has these incredible superpowers and, you know, she can do everything under the sun with these type of superpowers, she still makes these kinds of judgment calls that are similar to the kind of flaws and mistakes that we make as human beings, like giving too much of herself to other people. Um, So that dichotomy is just interesting to see in this moment where she's having this conversation with her cousin, Caleb. Uh, so, you know, it just goes to show that these, these larger than life superheroes are just regular ordinary people at the end of the day when they take their, their cape off. And, um it, you know, it makes it easier for us as readers to really empathize, you know, with these characters. Cause that's, kind of at the end of the at the end of the day that's kind of what it's all about like even though it's entertaining to read you know some of these stories you got to be able to connect with them as well
1: right yeah absolutely and you know you know as we keep moving forward you do you get to see even more as jamie pointed out you get to see her parents and we start with her dad because you know she's having an issue with caleb and she's saying who can i you know who can i call about this who can i talk to because you can tell she's feeling down about not being able to help him so she needs somebody to vent to she calls her dad and you know he she comes she that her dad ends up inviting her over to the house you know how your parents do when they tell you feeling down like look come on over here come talk to me come sit down you know let's talk about it and you just and these panels are so like you just see her face she just looks so down about it you see him touch her hand to try to explain like look you got a good heart but sometimes you just gotta let it go right like even though Caleb is your family you gotta let this just play out for what it is you can't save everybody he kind of walks her through and just give her this assurance you know, that she needs to kind of step back a little bit. Like he understands, he knows she's coming from a good place, but just step back and let it do what it do because he's like, Caleb has not learned his lesson yet. So there's nothing you can do to, to to help him out in this instance. So you have to let it go. And then we also get to see her mom come in at some point. As Jamie said, I'm loving this two-parent household vibe that they're giving us you know what she still has her parents that she can go to for advice kind of like her safe her safe place her safe net i know that i go to my parents all the time too for advice and and you know just to kind of catch up and vent a little bit because who knows you better right who's going to call you out on on some of your stuff and then the mom walks in and she got the she's has the groceries and everything and trying to get her to stay for dinner and then she she mentions that you know you know since you're feeling you know a little afflicted or maybe you need to talk to somebody you know and get these emotions out you know, because they could tell she's burnt out. You need to call, what is it, Dr. Bashir. And I'm I'm thinking that might be like an ex-boo or something, an old flame, because she's like, yeah, I see what you, you know, Monica is like, I see what you're doing. But, you know, he out of the picture. So I, I like how the mom is always trying to, always trying to get the date, right? I will try to set you up. And, and she's like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to call him. I'm good. That's all right on that. We could chill on that. And so you see her, eventually, you know, we kind of get to her leaving, her saying, no, I'm just going to take a walk. I'm not, I don't really want dinner. And we kind of get this last little bit of her looking back at her parents' house and she's talking about a reset, right? And, you know, it's not necessarily, she don't know if it's therapy, you know, she just needs to figure out, you know, this mix between Monica Rambeau and Photon and, you know, where she's going to go next. And, you know, sometimes, you know, going into the new year, I think this is perfect, right? You need sometimes you just got to figure things out, you know, in your own way. And you got to figure out how do I take time for myself? Where do I open that space up? You know, who am I now? So this is kind of where we meet uh, Monica Rambo, AKA Photon at this moment. And Jamie, what are your final thoughts wrapping this up, you know, about her parents, you know, the parent trying to get her a date before she leaves out?
0: I mean, it just goes to show that like throughout the years, her parents have been the anchor to just, Monica is able to be sound and thoughtful and to be on the right course in her journey because of her parents Mm -hmm. and yeah Yeah. yeah, and and I think that she's just someone who is she I think her her parents are her therapy you know she Mm -hmm. she mentions you know a reset a therapist and of course you know going to a professional therapy therapist is absolutely fine but in a sense her being there and being within the comfort of these two parents who have been there for her that have been an anchor for her that are, you know, have sort of just been a cradle of support for her have been sort of like therapy for her, even if she doesn't realize it. So it it's so comforting to see that, you know, here they are so much older they've aged over the years compared to reading and seeing them in the older comics um, that, they're still around and they're still giving her advice and they're still there to help her when she falls and help her when she makes bad decisions. And even in this moment, you know, they're here to guide her through this process where she's dealing with going through the motions with Caleb. And um, you just love to see it because, again, you don't really see these kinds of complicated dynamic relationships in black families and um, especially even in comics and this is the one thing that you get to experience um, in Monica's relationship and especially in comics like Marvel comics like big comics like this with very popular characters like Monica Rambeau so I think she's one of the few if not only where you get to see a healthy black family have a fully nuanced you know conversation and and just you know just a very healthy kind of relationship and um i don't know I, I you know i i will be honest and say i i haven't read a whole lot of comics in the marvel universe and i haven't read comics in a, quite some time but mm-hmm. um it from in the past when i have read comics I I don't recall seeing relationships with families um, being very healthy. It's always been steeped in some kind of tragedy, yeah. and even with and with black families, sometimes they were non-existent. Sometimes you didn't even see the black parents even mentioned. Um, but with the white characters, it's either the father was, you know, killed or the parents were killed or, you know, some sort of, or they were divorced. Some sort of tragedy was created to build some sort of development for that character. Um, but with Monica's situation, that didn't have to be and she's still this amazing compelling character and and it just goes to show you don't have to create some sort of tragedy with the parents of a superhero in order to make them compelling so that's my very long-winded way of explaining (laughs) my appreciation for how they've built out um the parent child dynamic out of a of a superhero character
1: yeah, I mean, but I love that explanation though. And you don't need, and it's also, I feel like a reality check, you know, that she has, and a lot of superheroes don't get to have. You know, when we see that parent missing, or, you know, both their parents are gone and they're honored, their grandma, somebody is taking care of them. You know, and it's kind of hard, you know, at a certain age, you know, when you're talking about having your, your, you know, your grandma or somebody else that maybe they have a cousin trying to keep track of them. Right. And so there's not that reality check on, OK, now I have these new powers and I could do this and I could do that. And what's the line between good and evil? And I feel like Monica has this growth, as Jamie is saying, but she also has these parents that can kind of ground her a little bit and say, hey, you know, you need to think about this or how about this way or don't forget who you are. You know, even though your whole body is just like energy and photons and the way you can move energy, but you're still Monica Rambo, right? This is still their baby that they have. They can kind of, you know, pull ground her in a sense, pull her back to the ground a little bit. She comes to the house, chills out for a little bit. So I think that's something cool that you don't get to see in some of these comics, as Jamie is saying. You know, it's been a minute for me reading some of these comics, but it's so refreshing to come back into it and get back into it and see this version of Monica Rambo see um you know and her illustration team has done with this character is is just amazing so yeah and by the way I forgot to mention this a limited series it's gonna be five issues and you know we get to keep with Photon and see her journey across time and space so this is gonna be cool to see what she gets into what's her mission what is what do they mean by you know she's gonna you know destroy the universe what does that mean you know because she's got a lot of power So, so where is this going and what does that journey feel like? So I'm excited. Jamie, what are you, how are you feeling about this, these issues going forward? What do you think is going to happen? You got any guesses? I do
0: not have any guesses. I I'm (laughs) excited as, as much as you are. Um, definitely on social media, you guys keep us posted. Let us know what you guys think. Um, I think that this is great that we've got, uh monica rambo and her own limited series it's about time it's long overdue mm-hmm. and um yeah i'm i'm excited for the whole team that's behind this i think it's great and i just want to see that multiverse appearance that's what i
1: <laughs> yeah that's gonna be cool i hope so that. Cool. yeah that would be really cool i hope they keep i hope they hope. hopefully hope we've said enough time jamie has set enough time for to be in the universe so it's exactly. out. <laughs> and th- that's why I keep
0: bringing it up. Cause I just, I want it to happen.
1: Uh, but yeah, so, Jamie, If you want to wrap it up for us. Yeah. So first
0: and foremost, um, happy new year to all of you guys. Thank you for tuning in. This was great. Uh, Ryan, thank you for, um, you know, bringing this to the ether of doing a comic book dive of Monica Rambeau's Photon. Uh, tune in next week. We'll have some more cool stuff coming your way related to some upcoming film stuff. Um, and if you guys want us to do more comic book dives, then let us know. At BGM Podcast is our Twitter account for the co- podcast. Um, and tweet us there. And give us feedback. We, we'd love to hear it. Absolutely. And uh, until then, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye guys. The black girl nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Brodnax and Ryan Bennett. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus sky blue and Shubzilla. You can find episodes of the black girl nerds podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google play music, Stitcher and Spotify.